welcome to Plantiful Kitchen, the podcast where we talk about delicious and healthy plant-based food. I'm Kevin. I am a software engineer, a cat dad, and a paler person than you've ever seen in your life. (laughs) And I'm Courtney, a vocal pedagogue and food blogger. And I firmly believe that during quarantine, it is five o'clock everywhere. Let's get (laughs) cooking. cooking. Hi, Courtney. Hey. (laughs) This is our first, like, distance recording. It is. And I feel so sad about that. Me too. Me too. We were just talking about, I mean, you know, because you were there, but... We were just talking about how usually we have a big giant brunch or breakfast beforehand. I don't know if you've noticed the theme that all of our recipe rehab things have sort of been breakfast foods, and that turns into giant brunch before we record. Really just looking for an excuse to make brunch before recording. Yeah. 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 Um, So I I do miss that because that's always fun. Yeah. Uh, I just, oh, it's weird that today is Easter and we're like oh, yeah. home alone. Yeah, I've been working from home for six weeks now, so oh I've learned the gosh. That's right, because you had to work from home when you got back from Europe. Right. And you didn't go back to the office after right. that, right? Right. Man. Well, that leads us into um, our first kind of talking point, which was... We've been stuck like this for a while. Have you noticed any major changes to like your normal dietary pattern? How has this impacted the way that you eat? Yes, I have, obviously, a lot. Um, So I didn't realize how much I ate out of the house And now that I'm stuck in the house all the time, I have to cook every meal pretty much. I mean, there have been we've been pretty good where we haven't ordered it ordered out too much. We've ordered out a few times, maybe three or four times in in six weeks, which is not too bad actually. Yeah, that's impressive. And all the rest of the times I have cooked, um, which has led to a never-ending supply of dishes Uh to always be done. Uh huh. I shouldn't complain too much because I have a dishwasher. But I realized that like prior my routine was I would go to work and then when I was at work for breakfast, they have food at the office, so I would have if I had breakfast, I would have like an apple and maybe some instant oats with peanut butter on top of them, like super light breakfast. And then lunchtime I would e- either go to the grocery store and pick up something pre-prepared from the grocery store for lunch or a frozen meal from the grocery or maybe I would like walk to Mamoon's and get falafel Mm -hmm. and then dinner I would cook the purple carrot box and then um, maybe have a little snack later on but that was pretty much my my set routine wow and now I I'm cooking everything, which is, it's good. It's fun. I like to cook, but it's just a big, a big change in routine. Are you guys still getting purple carrot? We are. And we increased the amount of stuff in it. So they also include um, some lunches and they also include, you can opt in for some snacks and I think you can get an extra meal. So we are still doing the purple carrot, which is nice to have like 
meals that are well thought out and easy to prepare mm-hmm. um, and don't require going to the grocery yeah, store. Yeah, right. Less shopping. Yeah. How about you guys? Well, I think my experience has been the total opposite of yours in that I was very used to cooking every single meal at home except for the one meal that we would eat out for like date night once a week. And I do not have a dishwasher. So, <laughs> yes, it sucks. <laughs> All I'm the sorry. dishes. I don't mean to laugh at your misery. <laughs> well, now I do have a dishwasher. His name is Dan. He does a great <laughs> job. Yeah, so I I went from cooking three meals per day to now now we've been eating like twice a day which is kind of nice because like we sleep in a little bit eat a late breakfast and then eat a slightly earlier dinner um so that's that's been fine we still eat the same breakfast which is like oats and frozen fruit and banana and soy milk um and um the biggest Yeah, the biggest change that I've noticed is I used to try to make sure I was getting in a lot of servings of fresh vegetables and leafy greens, and now I've had a really hard time finding fresh produce. Like, And by fresh, I don't mean like it's uncooked, but I mean like it looks good. It's not started to wilt. Um, It's been really a challenge to find good looking leafy greens in the grocery store. I'm going to have to send you, sorry, this link of a farmer's market, a local farmer's market that is delivering. They had been going to the farmer's market at Union Square on Wednesdays and Hmm. Saturdays, and they're not doing that anymore, but now they're delivering to all through Brooklyn and Queens and Manhattan. And so you can pay 75 bucks or 50 bucks, depending on what size, and get fresh produce from the farmer's market. And it's really nice. Do you know what they're going to send you? You can pick or you can do the variety box. And I usually just get the variety box. But last time, last time I did it, they... I got a bunch of potatoes and carrots and beets and um, greens for cooking and salad greens. And there was a celeriac root in there. And um, it was really nice, fresh produce. That does sound good. Yeah, that would be good. Because it's like every all the stores are picked over. The other thing that has changed is we've been eating out a lot more because it's like the only thing to do. It's like, like entertainment. Exactly, yeah. Um, so we used to eat out once a week and now we might be eating out like two, maybe three times a week. So is that delivery or do you go to the place? Or how it's does that work? pick up usually. We just okay. jump in our car, <laughs> go pick it up, and then we eat it in our car. So it feels like we've gone out to eat. <laughs> so sad. Yeah, we haven't done any of, we haven't done that because we don't have a car. But it was nice to get, to get like we got Screamers pizza delivered the other night. And, but the thing was a small pizza, and. Will ordered a buffalo seitan sandwich, and I did tip the driver. I tipped the driver thirty percent, but all told, it was sixty dollars. 
for small which, pizza. Yeah, which I, which was still pretty pretty decent size, but oh I would gosh. say it's like a, a medium a medium to a large anywhere else because the large size was thirty dollars, but uh, that's too expensive to do on a regular basis. Yeah, I agree. Screamers is very expensive. It was good though. Do you find yourself snacking a lot more in the house than you would have? No, not really. Because I got used to working from home, I've I've been accustomed to like being around my fridge all day, you know? Um so luckily, no. Have I so been drinking your... more? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what are your strategies for that? Because when I I'm home all day. I have the same problem that I have on the weekends is that I'm just around all sorts of easy and delicious food. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm at work, there aren't too many options and they don't have a ton of vegan stuff in the office and or I'd have to go out and get something. But at home, everything is super accessible and I find myself snacking all day long. What are you snacking on? I don't know, like granola bars that we've gotten, or I'll get a bowl of cereal, or if we have fresh fruit, I'll eat the fresh fruit, which is not too, which is not too bad. But yeah. I just don't think I should be snacking as much as I am. I will say it helped me to have, uh, well, first of all, to not keep tempting food in the house, because then it will get eaten, no matter the time of day, it'll disappear. So. Um, don't have good stuff in your house and <laughs> keep a bowl of grapes in the fridge that's been washed and it's accessible so if you have to snack yeah i think fresh fruit is probably the best the best thing to snack on <clears throat> but yeah, as long as it's point. like been pre-chopped and it's like the easiest thing to grab i think that makes a difference yeah that's a good tip i think i'll start doing that like, it's weird if you have apple slices in the fridge versus a whole apple. I would I would reach for the apple slices first. And the, the, ap- whole apple. But the whole apple might be like fifth on the list of snack options. Interesting. But I when it's a in a little. Apple. Well, there you go. Well, for you, that is like an apple slice. Proportionally. <laughs> 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 That's funny. Uh, so Courtney, how have you been meal prepping and planning for meals during quarantine? So I, this, it's crazy how this whole thing has really changed, um, the habits that I had. And it's very annoying because I had a really good, well-established habit of every Thursday before I sent out my newsletter for my blog, Um, I would write out my meal plan for the next week and make a grocery list. So I never really, we never ate based on like what sounded good. It was always like, okay, well tonight we're having tacos because that's what is on the list. And that was super easy. Um, And now I'm more trying to plan around what we have on the shelves because in addition to trying not to grocery shop as often, um, we're going to be moving out of this apartment by the end of June. And I don't want to have to move a bunch of pantry items, right? Right. So right. it's like, okay, 
I know that I have a ton of black beans. Let's figure out what I can make with those. Um, I also have like pasta. So we're going to eat pasta. You know, it's more like just trying to use what we have on hand and then buying the the fresh produce to like supplement those things. Got it. Do you think because it's been harder to go to the grocery store that's affected your meal planning also, do you like, like you want to go to the grocery store less now? And so you're not planning out things that you don't have ingredients for? Yeah, I think I'm being less thorough than I was before. Now it's more like a fly by the seat of your pants and you'll kind of figure it out. Yeah. Um, as long as there's like onions and garlic and a couple vegetables and some beans, like you'll figure out what to do with those. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> what have you been doing? So it, it has been nice to have the those purple carrot boxes. And so that's taken care of, I don't know, five, five or six, five meals per week. But still, that's that's not all of the meals per week that you need anymore. It used to be. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't been specifically meal planning. I guess there's been once or twice where I know that there's been something that I specifically have wanted to make. But what I've been trying to do is just stock up on things that I know I can throw together to make something delicious. Like I, I've been getting at the grocery store, I'll get boxes of pasta and then whatever produce looks good or whatever has come in the produce box. <laughs> or I'll get a couple of cans of beans uh, and I will get some some rice and cans of tomatoes or, or things like that and um things that i could just throw together a soup that tastes good or yeah. throw together a stir fry or i i don't know you've got six different vegetables throw them in a pot would make a tasty broth and then you've got a soup you know mm -hmm. so those sorts of things so I, I haven't really been planning out in advance i just have been sort of grabbing things and then figuring out how to throw them together later on yeah i feel like the whole concept of meal planning and prepping at the beginning of the week is based around having limited time in the kitchen. And now we all have a lot of time in the kitchen, um, which is good. I mean, the one really good thing that I've noticed is just I've been forced to be more creative because like you were saying, you just have a handful of vegetables that you would normally not put together, but now you just see what you can do with them. And yeah. uh, that's been kind of fun. Like one night I made a black lentil salad. So I cooked up a bunch of black lentils and some mushrooms and garlic. And then I steamed mustard greens. And um, I had chopped those um, pretty finely so lightly steamed mustard greens but then mixed with the black lentils and mushrooms and then I made a mustard sauce to go over the top and uh, it was pretty good yeah that sounds great pretty tasty that sounds great I was sort of in the mood for do you know Allison Roman's chickpea stew I don't think so it's a it's a chickpea and coconut milk stew um, 
I didn't quite have everything for it, but I sort of took that recipe as an inspiration and then subbed other ingredients in and it was delicious. So I, you know, sauteed onions and garlic and I didn't have fresh ginger. So I put ginger powder in Mm -hmm. and then, and then, um, made a broth with a a bullion cube threw in some yellow squash and some parsley and a can of coconut milk and it was delicious it was that really good great. some red pepper flakes so just sort of improvising yeah which has been fun mm-hmm. what are your um what are your must-have pantry staples um lentils black or french green because you can use them in such a variety of ways. Like you can use them in tacos as like a taco meat substitute. You can use them in chili or soup as like a ground meat substitute. Um, You can use them in cold salads because they hold their shape really well. So like a salad that you would normally add some kind of grain to, you could add lentils instead and they're just so cheap they're so inexpensive and uh and they're high in protein and high in fiber so yeah well, i've been just, loving the lentils you just gave me a great idea i have some lentils i have some salad greens i've been wanting to use so i think i'm gonna cook some lentils um mix them up together with the salad greens maybe mm-hmm. a can i think i have a can of kidney beans mm-hmm. i've got some bell pepper i'm gonna throw all of that together and then make a make a vinaigrette and put it on top franken salad there you go <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good right it does yeah sounds filling yeah what kind of lentils do you have i have uh red lentils red lentils okay yeah i wonder I, how those will do they're the split lentils uh-huh. so they i i am you don't like your lentils mushy right but no. i i like my lentils mushy oh you do so oh, usually what weird. i would do with them is like make i would really cook them and sort of make a a curry like a gloopy sort of indian curry out <laughs> uh-huh. of them which i love yeah but um i think i'll just give them a really light cook and then throw all of these things together and make this make a salad yeah that sounds good yeah the other thing i've been eating a lot of is pasta yeah so having pasta on hand because like you said like one night i had a bunch of random vegetables that carrie gave me because we drove carrie to the airport she decided last minute she was gonna fly out of the city to go be with her parents and she emptied out her fridge and gave us all of her vegetables so i just had this bag of vegetables pasta and she'd also given us a a container of hummus so i made like pasta with a hummus sauce and then a bunch of vegetables and it was actually very good especially because if you add some nooch to the hummus it tastes a little bit more like fatty and alfredo-y and less beany um you know what's a good a cool trick is if you're gonna make pasta and all you have is red like canned red spaghetti sauce Mm -hmm. you can add 
a tablespoon or two of tahini to your canned sauce and it becomes like a creamy you know like one of those creamy vodka sauces it like makes it rich and creamy and delicious yeah that is a good tip i have a jar of roasted tomatoes that i wanted to turn into a sauce and now i'm gonna have to use that tip yeah it's it's pretty good so i mean i think the moral of the story is if you have onions and garlic and saute them yeah and pasta and some beans and some bouillon cubes sky's (laughs) the limit (laughs) you could throw anything together i I don't just sauteing onions and garlic together is a good base for for anything that you want to do i think the the main thing i've noticed is like i can make a really good dish out of those really basic ingredients but i'm missing the fresh herbs that really mm. take it to the next level, you know? Oh, yeah. I have some leftover dill. I'm going to throw that in my Frankenstein, Franken Frankenstein salad. lentil salad. <laughs> That'll be good. Yeah. Dill is very I'm... Eastery in my mind. I don't know why. Oh. Well, Jesus ate dill all the time. That's right. He did. <laughs> yeah. I forgot. I read about that in uh, 2 Corinthians. Um, What have your pantry necessities been what have you found yourself cooking with the most the stuff that we've talked about i have to have onions and garlic um and then i have i find chickpeas garbanzo beans like really versatile they're good in anything so i've been stocking up on chickpeas and some canned beans and um pasta also although i found this brand of chickpea pasta it's called bonzo Mm -hmm. i think or bonza pasta yeah and i really like it it's it's a little lower in calories and it's really full of protein is it i i see that everywhere and i'm worried it tastes bad no it's good you should should try it how's the texture good like pasta really yeah all right i believe you yeah i think i could serve it to you and you wouldn't know that it's not pasta all right cool yeah it's good so i've been getting I feel like it's a little healthier than eating straight up pasta, but I don't know. Um, Healthier is maybe the wrong word, but. Speaking of chickpeas, have you, have you made any like vegan omelets or tried the scramble with chickpea flour? Yes, I have made a scramble with chickpea flour. It was more like a crepe it was it was tasty it didn't didn't remind me of eggs at all but it was really tasty so did you buy chickpea flour or did you make it it came in the purple carrot box so i bought it okay yeah which was kind of a good introduction to it Mm -hmm. it was chickpea flour some spices i think some water and then um you I, I can't quite remember it's been a while but i think you put it in a hot pan with some oil or or dot mm-hmm. and then put some toppings on top of it and sort of fold it over like an omelet i've been wanting to try one of those recipes but i even at whole foods wasn't able to find just chickpea flour so i'm wondering if i could make my own chickpea flour in my vitamix oh yeah maybe i have a bunch of chickpeas 
dried. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I have a a food mill for my food process or for my KitchenAid. Oh. And I've been grinding fresh flour from wheat berries. Shut up. <laughs> so I wonder if we could grind your garbanzo beans, your chickpeas into chickpea flour. <laughs> Is this You've been to milling you? your own flour. Yeah, absolutely. Which is delicious, by the way. Uh, I okay. Um, so have you been using that for your baking? I have been, yes. You so it's a whole wheat berry. So it's whole wheat flour. It's whole wheat flour, yeah. But it's better than whole wheat flour that you buy in the bag from the store because when you buy whole wheat. From the store, Mm -hmm. even though it is whole wheat, they remove some parts of it. They remove like the germ and the endosperm or something like that because those parts go rancid. Mm. And so you don't get all of the whole wheat. Whereas when you mill it yourself, you get all of that. So it's moister and more tender. Yeah. Than whole wheat that you buy from Hmm. a store. Yeah. So does it taste? Because whole wheat flour from the store definitely has a very distinctive flavor that I, yeah. I'm not sure I always like. Yeah, no, it, it tastes, it's good in a in a nutty, mm-hmm. nutty, flavorful way. It's really tasty. That's pretty cool. Not so in what a if you... dry cardboard sort of way, which sometimes <laughs> <laughs> the flour from the grocery store tastes yes, that way. It can get like that. Yeah. So I know baking has been very trendy right now seems like baking is the thing people have always kind of wanted to do but now they actually have the time to do it and you have been a baker for For a while for a while yeah so can i mean i guess what you just said is a good tip for people who haven't been able to find flour in the store (laughs) i mean i guess make your own that's quite an investment for a hobby (laughs) like you have to have a stand mixer yeah and then the thing itself is like 90 bucks. So wow. it's not, I wouldn't recommend that for the beginning. But you can <laughs> mill baker. flour in a Vitamix. Oh, you can? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you can't find flour in the store, mill it yourself. If you have a Vitamix or a wheat mill. <laughs> I would say, so yes, some other... Some other tips and tricks for baking. Um, my number one would be get a food scale mm. because baking is pretty exact and um, a lot of recipes will have weights for foods. It will tell you 400 grams of flour, for example. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's a lot more accurate than measuring because based on the way that you measure flour, if you scoop it in versus if you sift it versus if you level it off or not, a cup of flour can be different, like vastly different weights. And so if you are measuring your flour incorrectly or measure it um, a different way than the person who wrote the recipe measured it, then it can really affect your baking. So I think a food scale is super important for accurate baking. And then the other thing I would recommend is a um, instant read thermometer. Oh. So 
like when you're testing your when you're baking your bread how can you tell if it's done if you don't have a lot of experience um some recipes will say bake it until it's golden brown and done but if you're not a baker you don't necessarily know what that means so what you can do instead is insert your instant read thermometer into the middle of your bread and you know bread is done when it reaches 190 degrees in the center and so that's an easy way to tell if it's done that is really cool i keep thinking of uh scenes from bake off where they just like turn it over and listen yeah and tap on it right which you can do and which i do sometimes but if you don't know what you're listening for but like my mom taught me what it should sound like when Mm. i was like six years old or eight years old you know Mm -hmm. um if you don't know what it sounds like then how does that help help you yeah what are some what do you think are like the most beginner friendly kinds of bakes or kinds of bread bread is actually pretty bread is pretty easy and i think that as long as you measure everything correctly and follow the follow a recipe that has very clear directions Mm -hmm. that you can't go to too wrong um i like going to king arthur flour they have really good recipes they tend to be pretty simple and straightforward and so there's one that's like whole wheat sandwich bread that's super easy and then there are a couple that are um like white sandwich bread or like an artisan loaf and they have really detailed instructions they have like video tutorials they have articles on how to get started they have each recipe has like a question section where people who have made the recipe before can comment with their questions and then they have their baking experts answer in the comments so um i i would say if you've never baked before find a recipe from king arthur flour because it, it really like it's motivate they're motivated to make baking easy and successful for you because then you'll buy their stuff right mm-hmm. so um, that's probably what I would recommend okay that's helpful have you been experimenting with any new baking things <laughs> yes any new I, recipes I have never been a sourdough person i've never really done the sourdough thing and now it's super trendy and um i decided to get on the sourdough train also so i have a i have a sourdough starter Mm -hmm. it's about a week old now it's it's baffling me just a little bit but i'm hoping to figure it out why is it baffling you so i've been following the instructions pretty much and by now it's should be about ready to use and so a long long story short it's flour and water mixed together whole wheat flour and water and i used fresh milled flour Mm -hmm. of course and you let it sit and the natural yeast in the air starts to grow in this flour and water mixture as you let it ferment and then you let the yeast age and you every day you throw half of it away and add more flour into it and add more water into it so that it can continue to grow the strain of yeast that you want i guess gets cultivated that way and then it's supposed to you're supposed to be able to use that in your sourdough recipes you can substitute for yeast because it's got the natural yeast in there and it gives your food a good flavor so i've been doing it for about a week and it smells 
like I think it should probably smell, but when I feed it, it doesn't rise like I've seen in on the internet that it should. It yeah. gets bubbly, but it doesn't mm-hmm. rise up a lot. So I'm not quite sure what's happening, but I I'll figure it out. You're making like a living organism. Yeah, yeah. Like some people <laughs> have had them for twenty or thirty years, you know? Wow. I used to work at a, a bakery. Well, like a deli that had a bakery mm-hmm. and they had sourdough starter that had been around for like 60 years and it was in a garbage can, <laughs> like a, a clean garbage can uh-huh. in their, like in their headquarters and they would make all of their sourdough breads out of this starter wow. that had been alive forever. Yeah. It just was starting to get arthritis and had high cholesterol. <laughs> exactly. It's begging for death by the yeah. end. <laughs> I'm already in the trash can. Just close the lid. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, those are my those are my main baking tips is get a scale and get a temperature thermometer, an instant read thermometer. They're not expensive. And that will help you in your baking tremendously. And go to King Arthur's website. Yeah, and we're not getting any money from anybody for this podcast, (laughs) but I really like them. Join us next time as we try to figure out more things to talk about in Quarantine Conversations. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Our Plantiful Kitchen. If you like the podcast, uh, like and subscribe and share it with another plant-curious friend. Or maybe someone who doesn't know what to do with food during quarantine. Oh, good idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's Let's eat eat some some plants. plants. A Secret Weapon Productions.